Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. Delighted to be joined by Bob Regneris today. Bob is the co-founder of Feed Stories, a sought-after expert in area of Facebook advertising and deep funnel marketing. He's also author of five books, including the fourth edition of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Bob, a very warm welcome, sir. How's, how's it going? It's great. So good to connect with you over the pond. I know we're living in strange times, but technology lets us do fun stuff like this. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Exactly right, man. Bob, very much looking forward to this. As I was saying before we hit record, whilst we are, whilst I run a digital marketing company over at WebChoice, we don't tend to do a lot in the areas of Facebook ads. Uh, we tend to do more SEO and Google ads. So this is going to be a fresh conversation for both the audience and myself. So I'm excited to jump straight in. Um, Great. Without, <laughs> without further delay, Bob. Um, now, I've heard a lot that, that Facebook ads are great for, for businesses that are B2C, business to consumer, um, but not so sure in the realms of B2B, business to business based companies. So I really want to put you on the spot here and say, is, is Facebook ads as a whole worth investing in as a business? Absolutely, because um, businesses are run by people and people are on Facebook. So um, it's a fantastic way to reach people. And I think some of the stuff we'll get into today will, will likely convince you and we'll talk through some strategies that my clients are using that I use personally, even for my business, I think are going to be really effective for people and maybe able to change their minds if they uh, haven't uh, given Facebook a fair shot. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm always up to be convinced and always up for being proved wrong. Um, so definitely always <laughs> up for having a slice of humble pie where when needed. Um, so for, on that front, um, when we've got when we've got platforms like LinkedIn, Bob, which is obviously the, the the number one platform for the B two B space, why should companies that are perhaps doing okay on LinkedIn, perhaps doing okay on other digital channels that are predominantly B two B in this instance, why should they consider Facebook as another option? Well, let's let's frame Facebook for a business in this way. Um, let's say you have a really effective outreach strategy on LinkedIn or outreach strategy on Google for that matter, or you have a heavy referral strategy. Um, mm. I would challenge people to uh, think about the retargeting capabilities of Facebook. So, you know, the Facebook, just like Google, is powered by tracking the pixel. Um, and one of the things you're able to do is take Facebook and plug it into something that's already working. I, I really love for businesses to think of Facebook as a nurturing mechanism. Um, you know, one of the things we know about when somebody's making a decision to do business with you, it's likely not a snap decision, right? Um, usually there is a cost involved, some sort of significant investment if you're in coaching, <clears throat> excuse me, or some other higher end service, uh, or it's an expensive product or course or something like that. And people need to have questions answered. So one of the great ways to leverage Facebook for, for businesses is to take people, you know, put the Facebook pixel on your site. And if you have a primary source of like LinkedIn traffic, you're driving them to your page. Now you can engage Facebook to nurture those folks. So, you know, things like testimonials, AQs, 
um, other sales materials, you can drip that on your prospect over time and it really becomes something that sells for you, right, in the time. So you don't have to worry about answering the same question over and over. So I love it as mm. a start for businesses to think about it as a way to nurture prospects and facilitate a lot of the traffic that you're getting from other sources. That's a great point. Something that I didn't think of, actually. Um, and that, that's probably a whole conversation in itself that's perhaps a bit deeper um, down the Facebook uh, positives and how it can really help businesses from the sense that putting that tracking pixel on your website or on your landing pages and then over time nurturing people. So like you say, Bob, it's, especially in the B2B sphere, it's, it's rare that people will give you a call or inquire with you and then buy from you straight away. They're probably going to do a fair bit of research, aren't they? on your competitors, on what's available on the market and so on and so forth before they decide that you're a good fit for them. So that nurturing space. Um, So I feel like we might have jumped a bit too far ahead. So perhaps we should talk about if a business is going to look at Facebook as a viable option um, to, to run ads from to generate customers, what should be some of the first things that they should consider, Bob, or that they should look into when they're setting it up? Well, Actually, Sam, we actually started at the beginning. Awesome. Uh, I literally, in my book, I start with retargeting because the whole idea behind getting into Facebook is what's, what's a way for me to get a quick win? And this is a very much overlooked opportunity, folks. And I know with, with, uh, you know, we've seen the news right now, you know, Facebook and Apple are having a little bit of a war in the media uh, regards to tracking and privacy and things like that. But at the essence, you know, the way to really leverage Facebook is to plug it into something that's working. So I I started my book with retargeting because that's the place where I see the quickest wins. And when I go in and audit clients' accounts who come in, uh, you know, for, for my advice, I see that they have this huge gap in their marketing where they're not nurturing their prospects properly. They're doing a cold outreach and they're dropping a lot of leads on the floor. So retargeting is a place to start. Literally the first thing I tell people to do is before you even like finish, you know, this chapter, you need to get the pixel installed on your site. So you start to track that traffic that's coming in and we're going to start with the retargeting campaign so that we can nurture the traffic that's already warm before we get into you know, running cold traffic and things like that. Because mm. as you know, Sam, even on, on Google, right, it's it's 10 times harder to convert a cold person than it is to convert a warm person. So I like to say, let's start, start in the middle. All right, doesn't seem logical, but when you think about the way the technology works, you absolutely see that, hey, I can get a win here because I'm getting a big return on my investment, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. And now I could focus in on, you know, bringing new people in. And we could talk about those strategies next as well. Yeah, that'd be great. No, that, that's a really good point, actually. So it's basically making best use of what you're already getting. So if you're yeah. already spending money on different forms of marketing, be it outbound, be it inbound, be it various digital strategies, Google Ads, SEO, LinkedIn, social media, whatever it may be. Yeah. So you've got that pixel on your website. And then when people go onto Facebook, as many, many of us have our Facebook account, we see it's, it sounds like keeping your company front of mind, whether it's like you mentioned, keep it, putting out testimonial ads, putting little snippets, little yeah. bits and pieces. So you're just working them, nurturing them through the funnel. Yeah. And I think people tend to think of marketing as just I'm reaching new people. And that, that's mm-hmm. absolutely not the case. Marketing is a conversation with somebody to find a fit for your business. And so, as you know, you have a lot of conversations with folks. If you're closing people over the phone, 
or if you drive people in, let's say to a webinar or something like that, you know, people have questions. And so why not leverage technology to do some of that heavy lifting for you? So, I mean, that's absolutely the place to start uh, when it when it comes to that. And, you know, if you are doing a lot of Google AdWords or doing a lot of organic SEO type stuff, this is a fantastic way to supplement it. And you're not going to break the bank on this because this it's it's usually where you put a, a little bit of money in to get a bigger return. So, you know, we typically see middle of funnel somewhere between five to 15 to one return on ad spend. So that means, you know, spend a dollar to make $15 uh, in sales. So that's pretty significant and it's not a lot of money. Interesting stuff. Okay, cool. So retargeting to start with Bob and what are some of the, what are some of the next steps? Appreciate we might not have time to cover the whole cycle, but what are some of the next steps sure. that the businesses should bear in mind? Well, I think once you get that part of your uh, Facebook marketing or Facebook advertising campaign in place, then it becomes appropriate to start thinking about how do we reach out to our folks? Now, one of the things that people have maybe found to be a stumbling block in the, uh, in the past is creating an audience of my targeted prospects. And what Facebook has done really, and they, they're way ahead of Google in this, this aspect, is the idea of audiences and using modeling to find more people that you want to do business with. So mm. one of the best strategies somebody could use is take a list of their customers, import it into Facebook and create what's called a look-like audience. It basically uses their artificial intelligence to say, you know, here's a list of a thousand customers and I'm going to now create a model and go find more people on within the Facebook universe that are just like these thousand. Now, you know, in the UK, you're probably getting a list of about 8,000 to a million in a like audience. In the US, it's about two and a half million. Are all those people prospects for you? No. But what happens is, is when you put an ad out, Facebook is constantly doing testing where they'll show that, that ad to people within this audience and they're going to test the response and they'll start to dial this thing down. Um, Facebook AI is really, really powerful. I mean, it's, it's what, it's what governments, you know, argue about is, you know, how powerful is Facebook's AI? Well, from a marketer <laughs> standpoint, it's extremely powerful and extremely beneficial because what it does is it efficiently goes and finds more people that we can do business with. So from that aspect, it's like really powerful. Now, from a consumer side, we can argue about those things. That's probably another podcast, but what Facebook is really, really good at is finding more people. So one of the best things you could do is, hey, I'm gonna upload a list of my customers and I'm gonna let Facebook model it. And then I'm gonna run some prospecting ads against that lookalike audience to find more people to come in. Gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah. So we're essentially now, looking at the clients we already have or the customers we already have and telling Facebook, look, these, these are the customers we want to model. These are the, the ideal prospects we want to actually bring in as leads, yeah. as sales. And then yep. it's, it's using its AI system to put the ads out to, to that specific demographic, to that type of audience. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I, you know, the follow-up question a lot of people have is, well, I don't have a large list of customers. If you're a small consultancy, you know, maybe mm. you have uh, like a client base of 15 people. And as, as you know, statistically, it'd be really difficult to build a model on 15 people. So what we like to say is let's let's find something bigger that you have that at least models that. So most people, I, I'm sure you're teaching them, your clients do this, is they build an email list. 
All right, so most of us have, maybe if we have a small client roster, we have a larger email roster. So maybe we have 300, 500, 1,000, 10,000 emails. We can use that to model as well because if somebody opted in to your information and if you're using a lead magnet, a webinar, a calculator, some sort of tool, you know, what you're doing is you're building up a list of interested people who have opted in, they've given their email address to you. You can see that and model that as well. Is it gonna be as good as customers? No, but it's gonna still be a good kind of model or referendum for uh, the type of people that wanna do this. So that's a great way to kind of step like, I don't have a big customer list, but I've got an email list. And that's where we start with a lot of people. Got it. So it's thinking about the actual tools that you have right now that you can utilize. So like you say, if you've not got a whole bunch of customers, use your email list, or if you have got any any form of warm or, warmer or opted in leads that you can utilize. Yep. So that way, I guess you're not yep. starting from scratch. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. You've, got a, you've right. got a solid foundation to build your ads upon. That makes That makes perfect sense. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. Tommy was tired of cold calling and emailing his prospects and getting little to no response. He signed up for a free Vidyard account, allowing him to send personalized video emails and messages to his leads and contacts and saw results almost immediately. People loved the personalized approach and the fact he took the time to send a custom video explaining his offer and his solution. And as a result, he stood out from his competitors, filled his calendar with quality appointments and smashed his sales targets. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings ideal clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Okay, yeah. so once, once we've got that foundation, is it about crafting the right kind of ads? So there are certain things that we need to bear in mind on that front, Rob? I mean, Bob, sorry. Yeah, so I've got, and you could call me Rob. My mom does too, so that's all right. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you have a name like Bob, it's easy to spell, and, and you, there's all kinds of variants of it, so <laughs> it, it works really, really well. Um, but I, I think this is where kind of the next stumbling block for people is. So, all right, I, I've got a lookalike audience. I'm going to rely on Facebook's you know, artificial intelligence to do the job of targeting for me. Then it becomes, all right, well, well, how do I market and get new people into my world? And I think the first thing people do is like, hey, I'm going to run an ad to get them to buy something. And B2B, that doesn't make a lot of sense, as we talked about before. So what I, what I talk about in the book, I give two very specific strategies, and they're both content marketing strategies. And this works in the B2B world. Uh, you know that if you're going to do business with somebody, uh, you are you are going into a relationship where they are trusting you to do something that's significant for them. Um, mm -hmm. There's a there's a trust relationship. There's rapport needed. You know, if you're going to do somebody's taxes, uh, if you're going to be managing somebody's finances, 
if you're going to be giving them, you know, human resource consulting, you know, just think of all the different types of businesses, right? They need to know that you are the type of person that is going to help them. So what I like to do is lead with content. <clears throat> so um, this could be a video or this could be an article. So if you're a writer, you know, we can use an article strategy. If you're somebody who's visual, we can use a video strategy. I'm going to take a drink of water real fast. No worries, man. Okay. So one of the things we like to do is we like to say, let's demonstrate our ability to identify problems for our audience. So a good piece of content identifies a business problem. Okay. And then that piece of content also shows and projects that I'm able to solve the problem. So, you know, let's say if you're in a situation where um, you are a financial planner and you're going out to the marketplace and you're trying to find other business own, business owners to help them manage their finances. Okay. Um, you are going to put out content that basically identifies problems that your prospects are thinking about. What's keeping them up at night? What are they worried about? What, what are the problems they're working on? Um, I want to put content out that identifies those problems and starts to give them some solutions or ideas on how to develop solutions. Okay. This is demonstrating my expertise as a business. Okay. Whether you're an individual or you're a large corporation, this works, you know, uh, both ways. But what you're going to do is you're going to demonstrate your ability to identify problems, create solutions, and then start to create this connection. You're going to pull people in. So same way that you do your Google AdWords or your SEO content, you're, you're putting stuff out there that draws people in. You're going to try to maybe build a list with like a lead magnet or uh, an interactive video or something that gets people pulled in. You're going to identify the people who are essentially thinking about doing business with you right now, and you're going to repel the people that aren't ready now. So we're, we're kind of creating this path where I'm not ready for you yet, Sam, or Sam, I, I think this is something that I might be interested in. So I want to learn more. That's all we're doing at the top of the phone. We're just starting to sift and sort and find little signals from people that, hey, I'm interested in this. Does that make sense? Yeah, so top of funnel. So yeah, you've, you've raised some great points there, Bob. So talking about your expertise so laying down i guess the typical problems that your business gets from customers that approach you to do business with you laying that down yeah. in, in the ads that you put across um, and actually showcasing that we're able to solve these with your solutions yeah. now in terms of driving people your way driving potential customers your way are we talking about getting them to sign up for things like ebooks or white papers or getting them to sign up for a webinar or are we perhaps going for harder asks like request a consultation, request a quote, or where, where should we start with this, Bob? Where's a good a first step? I would not at this point um, give people a hard ask, meaning uh, like I have not found much success in, in the clock that I've worked with. We're going cold traffic to like a consult. Uh, that, it, that's too big of a chasm for them to overcome because there's there's been no rapport building. So um, we can go from the extreme of I'm going to offer you this content and I'm not going to ask you for anything. Now, that seems like absurd, but you can see the fact that you're able to retarget folks. So whether you show them a video in the newsfeed, all right, on their Facebook newsfeed, they 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 pick up their phone and they, they watch a video, a two-minute video or a one-minute video from you. 
Facebook basically knows who watched the video, all right? So what I like to say is, hey, I'm gonna create a one minute video and I'm just gonna give them one minute of content, no strings attached. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna track the people that watch at least 45 seconds of that one minute video, all right? So if they watch 45 seconds, that's a pretty significant amount of time in terms of internet, right? Like 45 sure. seconds is an eternity, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build an audience of people that spent 45 seconds or more with me in that video. And then I'm going to move them to my middle of funnel retargeting campaigns. And that's where I'm going to offer them things like lead magnets and things like that. Once they signal to me that like, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm going to go deeper. I'm spending more time with you. I'm, I'm downloading things. Then I'm going to put them into my bottom of funnel where I, I want to try to get a consult, invite them to a webinar, things like that. But it's absolutely not the place to do that top of funnel. You could also do this by sending them to your website. So this is the article strategy portion where if you're a good writer, you're doing like a lot of maybe SEO content or your blog content, you drive them from a Facebook ad to your website, that's also a signal. So like I left Facebook to go read your article on your site. That's another signal to me that they're interested. So I'm gonna put those people into an audience. I'm gonna retarget them as well with more of my nurturing middle of funnel content. So you can make that absolutely work, whether you're somebody who wants to be visual like we're doing right now, or somebody who wants to write and has more effective uh, use by typing out an article, something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So it sounds like starting with small asks. So like you mentioned there, perhaps putting out a video, perhaps segregating the, the people that watch that for 45 seconds or longer, because we can show they've actually shown an interest and they probably were entertained yep. by it. Maybe directing them to your website, maybe them getting, um, getting them to download an ebook or download a guide or directing mm -hmm. them to a webinar. So all these different forms of media that we're guiding them to, we're entertaining them um, with, we're educating them as a, as a soft ask to start with. Yeah. And then I guess, is it, is it a case of slowly building it up, Bob, to the, to the big ask, to the big next step, to the real action we want them to take? Here's the beauty is that you let your prospect determine the pace at which they want to do business with you. So okay. it's not about us pushing them, it's about us basically wooing them. So if they're more in heat, <laughs> right, um, they're going to ask quickly because they're going to consume the content quickly for you and then they're going to like i i say they're going to get on the off ramp and find out what's the next step with you but some people it's like yeah it may take a little bit more time so the beauty of this is is we're not we're not dictating to the prospect how we want them to necessarily consume it we're going to give them uh we're going to give them the ability and the luxury of time so that we're going to give them content to attract them, all right? Repel people who aren't ready for us, attract people who are, and then we're gonna put them in this middle of funnel where they can kind of spin around our universe and the, the more they're in uh, looking for you or the more they're in pain, they're gonna accelerate to the center, which is where we have more of our offers and our, and our sales vehicles. But if they're just still checking you out, we have the luxury and the ability through, you know, time to loop them around and they can kind of circle your universe for a while all right and then eventually say you know what it's time and then they come in so that's the, the beauty to me is we let the prospect sell at their pace now we're going to do some gentle prodding along the way right if we're <laughs> if we're producing good content 
we're not just entertaining them and we're not just kind of like filling their head with knowledge. No, sure. you know, we're trying to woo them, right? But we're not pushing them and it doesn't appear salesy. And that's one of the things I like about marketing in the age of, re, uh, of the retargeting pixel is that we, we give the prospects the luxury of time and they can determine the pace at which they uh, end up spending money with you. Cool. Well, that all makes sense, Bob. Um, but to throw a spanner in the works, we know with things like Google Ads, Google AdWords, they're, they're quite high intent. So typically, yeah. if someone if someone wants something, they might type it into Google, help with X, how do you do X, Y, Z, best way to do yeah. X, or get a consult for X. So they might see the ad, they might click through and request a quote or take the action that the, the particular vendor wants them to take. So as of such, that's why Google Ads tend to be quite a higher cost per click. And the cost per acquisition typically tends to be a bit higher. Um, I appreciate with with Facebook, from what you've described so far, it's more of a longer term game, which I'm all about. As we, we talk a lot on the show about SEO, social media marketing, LinkedIn marketing, and longer term strategies and organic strategies as well. So how do we make sure, Bob, that we're not spending hundreds or even thousands of pounds on these strategies and not wasting our time by just constantly feeding out, feeding out, feeding out content and never really getting a return? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And that's another reason if, if you're going, what you described essentially what Gene Schwartz talked about in Breakthrough Advertising, and, and I mentioned this in my book, book that came out in 1966, but it's, it's a customer journey. And Google is, is a classic example of a problem aware media. Just like you said, I mean, it's, it's much easier for us as a business if you are a problem solving business to go out to Google because everybody who goes to Google is looking to solve problems, okay? So it makes it really easier for you to go, like, I know if they type in this keyword and they land on my page, like, I know what their mindset is. Facebook is an interruption mechanism. Um, it, it's essentially like television for that matter, where, you know, you're watching a show and you're interrupted with a commercial. Well, think about the way people use Facebook. They're scrolling through, they're looking at pictures of family, friends, and, you know, they're, they're essentially there kind of in this meditative state, just kind of scrolling through content. And here you come along and you interrupt them with an ad. Well, that can be expensive and intrusive if your targeting is off and your, and your messaging is off. So that's another reason to be really thinking about, I need to have content that repels people away when they're not a prospect for me, but mm. really clearly calls out to them. So th the way you approach Facebook advertising, especially to a cold audience is, is that your first thing that you're thinking about is attention. What we're trying to do is, is, is get them to stop the scroll. And then we need to, we basically need to grab their attention and allow them to give us a signal whether, whether they're, they're in or out. Okay. So, you know, the signal of going to my website, the signal of watching my video, those are the people that I'm going to quickly move to the side, okay? The top of the funnel advertising is really not that expensive when you're using video in an article strategy. We're talking pennies, um, uh, you know, versus uh, American term, right? But it, it's, it's relatively small compared to some of the, some of the other stuff that you're going to do. So it's really important that you have a really dialed in, uh, idea who your prospect is and a really good idea of what they would want top of funnel to be able to move them down into that. But just understand, you know, this is a big, this is a, another big gap for an advertiser who is used to advertising on Google to find success on Facebook because there's two completely different ways that you go at it. So it's, it's attention, it's sifting, sorting, 
and then it's nurturing. So somewhat, yeah, a little bit more complicated than Google, but you know, it's a it's a source of customers. Just don't think that everybody there is completely unaware of you. I mean, there's people right now, if you think about the way Facebook's AI works, so they know when people are visiting a site on how to do something. They know when you're visiting sites for website production companies. Facebook knows that because the pixel isn't installed on all these sites. So if you're going to put an ad out to help people kind of think about redoing their website or, you know, investing in SEO or Google traffic, uh, Facebook knows that. And so when you're using your lookalike audience, it's going to put them into that audience because you're essentially in market for that. So Facebook knows the type of people that you're going to be going after. And you don't have to have $10,000 monthly budgets. I mean, you could have 10, 15 pound uh, budgets a day and and still be effective with that. And that's, you know, that's going to be worth it for most businesses. You you don't have to break the bank. Ho- hopefully that clears that up a little bit. Yeah, of that confusion. I, I think that's really good. And I think it's put it into a clear format of perhaps people, even myself, that thought that Facebook ads was just something really to to drive leads in straight away rather than this remarketing staying top of mind driving top of funnel and over time nurturing prospects at their own pace feed them the useful content and i love the point you mentioned just there just before bob about sifting so making sure you really hone in which we've talked about on previous episodes really understand who your ideal cost customer is understanding the problems you solve and modeling that from your ideal customers so you're not attracting um, leads or sales that might waste your time that might not generate you revenue right. so you're focusing on what actually works for you as a business and then putting that across in the content um but we're getting close for close to time but is there are there any any mistakes any things that are critical that we need to avoid when we're setting up our facebook ad campaigns yeah i i think um it's interesting i i, I spent some time at facebook headquarters it's, it's been a number of years ago I had a conversation with a Facebook engineer and he he really allowed me to kind of solidify this methodology a number of years ago. And he, he said this to me, uh, he said, uh, there, there's three, there, there's really three things that affect the uh, success of a Facebook campaign. Uh, the first thing is your targeting. And we spent a lot of time talking about targeting. And one of the things he assured me, and I have tested for years, which is Facebook can target better than me. So we have the ability to build audiences in Facebook, but prefer to use Facebook's lookalike audiences for my targeting. They do that better than me. The second success factor is the type of campaign you build. Now, I don't have time to get into that, but essentially you could specify to Facebook exactly what you want, whether you want e-commerce sales, uh, whether you want appointments, whether you want downloads, you can be very specific with Facebook about what you want to optimize your ad for. So make sure that you have the right objective. It's the right campaign objective for what you're doing. So you're essentially allowing Facebook to manage your targeting, manage your objective if you align that right. But the thing that most affects your success as a Facebook advertiser, it's like 80% of your success rate is your ad and your creative. So what you want to become good at and what a large percentage of my book about uh, is about is becoming really good at creative. Um, Facebook allows you to use images, media, and copy. Um, it's, it's kind of the best of all worlds for an advertiser. Become really world-class at writing copy and connecting with your audience 
selecting images and doing video that connects with your audience, that is going to make you win. All right, that's how you're going to win the hearts of your customers. It's how you're going to win against bigger competitors that have huge budgets because you're going to have the ability to better connect with your audience than these big advertisers are. You're going to have the, uh, a way to connect with them, woo them, to really find that rapport that really makes a B2B campaign work. So I would say if, if you are going to dive into Facebook advertising, you know, get my book, <laughs> right? Study about how to, to properly set up campaigns, but really study and become really good at writing really, really good ads. And that's how you're going to win in the Facebook advertising game. Great way to end the show, Bob. Truly agree. Content is king across across Facebook ads, across many forms of, of marketing, whether it's your website, whether it's your, your other materials and marketing. So thanks very much, Bob. Really well, appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for, for explaining Facebook ads and going through the ins and outs and sharing some, some really great tips with us today. So please do tell us a bit more about how we can learn from you, how we can connect with you, and the best way to get in touch. Sure. I just need to know, did I convince you? Like, is Facebook ads something you're just dying to do now, Sam? <laughs> I'm definitely curious more so about the, the retargeting element. I mean, we've, we've looked into it in the past as an agency. Obviously, we, we want to stick to our niche, uh, as all good businesses yeah. do. Um, but it's, it's piqued my interest a bit more than before. I'll, I'll say that much. And I'm sure plenty of people tuning in are, are going to get stuck in after listening to this episode. That's good. Well, I would love if you would just even want to dip your toe in the water. I would love for people to get my book. It's the ultimate guide to Facebook advertising. It's in its fourth edition. Uh, this book came out 2010. Facebook ads were just like, you know, they, they like, Facebook ads in 2010 were like now. It's just the beginning. Um, so I'm really proud to be uh, kind of the next co-author of this. I co-authored it with Perry Marshall. Um, and you know, Perry is kind of the ultimate Google AdWords person. It's who a lot of us studied with. Really fortunate to have Perry as a, as a friend and a mentor. Um, but really proud of this book. It's a complete rewrite. The last edition came out in 2017. Uh, so the book is full of strategies, not only how to kind of make your campaign work, but again, how to write great ad creative, really how to connect to your audience. It's full of marketing wisdom. Uh, it's not the type of how-to book that's going to be out of uh, out of date in six months. Um, it, it's not that. We we built this thing to be able to last. So it contains a lot of fundamentals about direct marketing and, and how to really leverage paid advertising. Um, so you can get that, obviously, on uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, I do have a resource set up, uh, site set up for people if they want to go deeper. It's ultimatefb.com. Uh, I have links to get the book as well. Uh, but I've got interviews with some of the people that helped me write the book, uh, people like Brian Kurtz, uh, Jeff Walker, Ryan Dice, uh, who are friends of mine, contributed to the book. And I, I got some interviews with them, some really interesting kind of insights from people that uh, we all kind of look up to in the marketing space. So ultimatefb.com, uh, I've got a, a list there and I've got a whole bunch of free training for people. I would love people to connect with me there. Uh, love to hear from people how they uh, enjoy the book as well. Awesome, Bob. We'll be sure to put that all in the, the show description notes over at businessgrowth.marketing if you want to check that out. And with that, Bob, thanks once again. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed the chat, sir. Cheers. It was fantastic. Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed meeting you and talking with your audience today. Nice one, dude. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe on wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing, sales, all to help you grow your business 
Um, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode.